Hello and welcome back to Fireside. It is the first Friday of the month, which means it's time for our blog post omnibus. Um, this is where we read out the posts from the last month that have been published on my blog. This month there's only two, um, which actually is the number I generally aim for in a month, but it usually ends up that um, I get inspired or I have something to say and I maybe post an, an extra one somewhere. Um, so it's weird that it feels like I'm saying, oh, sorry, there's only two, when actually that is the baseline that I aim for. But, you know, here we are at the end of the year and just started to run out of things to say or at least the energy to say them with um but having said that well I think probably the two posts that I'm going to read actually explain a lot about why that is so let's not add any extra ado to the proceedings um other than actually to say that this is going to be the last episode of the season and for this year um we I will be back in January but this feels like the right place to close off this first season of Fireside um so yeah enjoy (laughs) so the first post that was published in um November (laughs) I was about to say January then wishing my life away um the first post is called the brink of burnout it started with a conversation about Christmas presents my mum asking me what I wanted and me noticing how uncomfortable the question made me feel how a ribbon ran through my body that said I shouldn't have anything because I wasn't where I wanted to be with my work and therefore I didn't deserve a gift. Or maybe it didn't start there. Maybe it started when I found myself answering every what plans do you have this weekend question with working. Maybe it started when I went away for a long weekend with my family and worked into the night after everyone had gone to bed. Maybe it started whenever someone suggested going out somewhere and I started calculating what time I could steal to make up for it. Perhaps I simply first noticed it with the Christmas presents and then I noticed it again when I did a free writing exercise with the idea being to generate the bones of an essay but everything that came out of my fingers was about how tired I was, how lazy I was for feeling so tired. I noticed it when I felt repulsed about working on an idea I'd been excited about for months. I noticed it when I felt a block with replying to the messages from friends. I noticed it when my life began to feel like a very small room. I had led myself to the edge of burnout and was now stood where the ground was going to give way and the flames were just lapping around my shins. You don't have any clue that this is where you're heading because at first you have lots of energy. 
I was working a little overtime at my day job and skipping lunch to push through a project I was passionate about. And then I was planning a product in my business that I really knew would take months, but I wanted to launch before Christmas in the one day a week I had to work on it. I'd relaunched the podcast. I was working on Substack, on literary submissions, on client work, on showing back up. You can always convince yourself it's manageable until the moment it's not. Luckily, I noticed a few steps before the falling apart stage. How did I know? In part, because I have been here before and I recognise the main symptoms, isolating myself from friendships, my life feeling colourless and claustrophobic, the more than normal feeling of not doing enough, of trying to scrabble up a gravel cliffside but getting nowhere. I recognise the symptoms, but mostly I have cultivated enough of a self-reflection habit in order to notice the symptoms. When I did that free writing exercise, I was able to be just enough outside of my brain to notice it was a red flag rather than accept it as implicitly as true. When I even just thought about working on that product and felt repulsion, I knew that that was telling me something more than I was lazy or it wasn't the right thing. I think I might be a bit burnt out, I text to a friend and felt relief. Relief because it was the first toe stepping backwards, the first letting go of what was keeping me at the brink. I decided to take the product idea off the table and more relief. I looked at the writing submission windows I was aiming for and saw that some would reopen in the spring. More relief. I made plans to go see an exhibition I'd wanted to go to and take two days fully off. Relief. Everything started to feel more manageable again. It is stupidly easy to bring yourself back from the edge of that burnout. I didn't even stop doing anything. I just stopped planning to do more. It was the weight of all those undone to-dos that dragged me to the edge, things I'd wanted to do more than I was physically capable of doing. We often end up in burnout because we've convinced ourselves that only more action will fix our problems, that we have to just keep going no matter what our lazy body says and so we stride on into the flames. It feels counterintuitive that the only way out of burnout is surrender. To accept that if you don't change, it will happen and then let go of the tasks and the plans, the expectations and start walking backwards. We don't want to do it because we fear going backwards more than burning out. And what does that tell us? But even just 10 paces away, you can look back over your shoulder and see just how close you got to disaster and in safety can go rejoin the right path. Okay. Our second post for this month, which only went out this week, 
It's called, and this is quite a, a dramatic announcement actually, it's called A Name Change Is Coming. A little over seven years ago, I started a blog and called it Simple and Season. I've been asked a few times since then why that name, and it's always a question I've been sheepish about answering. Because in truth, the naming was cynical. At the time I was starting out, a lot of popular slow living bloggers were named something and something. And I wanted to signal that I was going to be like them, to be recognisable as one of them. And not having two meaningful things in my life to join together with an ampersand, I opted for two words that would, again, signal what I was aiming for, that tapped into the market I wanted to join. As I'm writing, I'm wondering why I felt sheepish about it, why I've used the word cynical to describe coming up with the name. Because it's good business, good branding to create a name that's attractive and recognisable to your target audience. So why have I always felt a bit ashamed? In the mid-2010s, No one was quite so forward about intentionally starting an online business. It was supposed to happen by accident. You started a little blog to document your days and be creative and then oopsie-daisy, it became unbelievably popular and you started to make a ton of money. You weren't supposed to try. You weren't supposed to intentionally set out to make a business. Your hobby blog had to become popular completely by surprise. So that's why I was sheepish about the story of naming Simple and Season, because it ran counter to that narrative. It belied my drive and ambition and my intention for this to be something that was successful in the financial definition of the word. I didn't want a hobby blog. I wanted to be known. I wanted to be seen. I wanted to make money. And that felt like something people couldn't know if they were going to like me. It wasn't inspirational then to want to do something and then purposefully do it. It had to be effortlessly accidental. In the end, I didn't make any money as a slow living blogger. But I did start to make money as a marketing coach. The name Simple in Season just about fit that because I was a simple marketing coach and I sprinkled the word liberally around my copy. But the name came to stand apart from the definitions of the words. It began to stand for itself, to really step into its own as a brand where it didn't matter exactly what the words meant because people recognised them as standing for what I stood for. It all fit together until it didn't. It didn't stop fitting in one moment. It stopped in pieces and fits and starts and over long months and years of failing to figure out what was next. The idea first popped into my head about a year ago that maybe I needed to rename the business. And my reaction was to resist it with all my might. Simple and season was all I had. The name itself was what I had built. 
it had brand recognition, it stood for something, it had heritage, it was greater than me. Without Simple and Season, I would be starting again. But it persisted. Everything I tried to do didn't quite make sense. The writing, the products, the offers, none of them were Simple and Season enough. I felt like I was trying to twist and compromise things to fit under the banner of Simple and Season and what it meant. Maybe not so much to others, but what it meant to me. To get around it, I started publishing writing under my own name on Substack and tried to cultivate more of a flexibility and freedom in my approach to the business. But I always found myself at that same brick wall. This isn't simple and season enough. Over this year, I have disassembled almost every part of this business. I stopped the offerings I had spent two years building. I took a part-time job. I moved. I shifted what I talk about. I created new business mentoring offers. The only thing that was left was the name. I thought the name provided consistency, strength, a place to build from, when really it was a ghost, a ghost that haunted my ideas and kept me scared to move forwards. I spent all this time thinking my ideas didn't make sense with Simple and Season, when really it was Simple and Season that didn't make sense. Because I'm not Simple and Season anymore. I have lived 22% of my life since I came up with that name. I've moved house four times at opposite ends of the country. I've left an unhealthy relationship, entered the circus of dating and then fallen in love. I've lost some confidence but also learned to be more on my own side. I've worked with hundreds of people but most of all what I want has changed. The drive and ambition that named Simple and Season isn't there anymore, at least not in the same way. That version of me didn't yet know that love wasn't dependent on success. She didn't know that hitting arbitrary targets wouldn't make her better. She still had a point to prove, wanted to be seen as successful and wouldn't stop until she was. And that's not me anymore. I'm no longer buying into growth for growth's sake or success as validation. I'm no longer putting how I want to be perceived above how I want to be. So for 2024, there will be some changes. Simple and season will be laid to rest. The ghost finally allowed to stop trying to pretend to be alive. And I will re-emerge as Kate Ferris. I needed a name that I wouldn't outgrow. A name that could reflect all the parts of what I love and what I do. A name that I can stand behind. A name that holds space for my dreams. It feels like a gift that that name is now, finally, my own. And just a little bit in italics at the bottom, (laughs) that over the course of December, 
I will be changing the website, I'll be changing Instagram handles, email addresses will be changing and just also all the technical administrative things that come with a business name change. So if you're looking for something over the next month or so, please bear with me if things are a little bit messy. And so that is also part of the reason why there's not going to be another podcast until now and next year, because um, the whole thing's being redone. <laughs> and I don't want to be, you know, putting things out and then not having a website for you to even find the things on. So there won't be really much content going out in December, but there will be a nice new website called com. Um, that you'll be able to come to in the new year so until then if make sure you're on my mailing list because if nothing else you will be able to get stuff from there um so I will put the link to that in the show notes um come over to uh instagram where I am still currently at simple and season but that will be changing um and yeah hold tight come and check in as I probably publicly make the changes to the website and all that sort of thing and um yeah I'll be sending out the email next week to ask for any topics or questions you'd like me to answer in the next season of the podcast so make sure you're on the list by then and otherwise have a great rest of the year and I'll see you in January